Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. Uh, last week, we started a four-part series called 26 Days of Prayer, and we focused on how to develop a lifestyle of prayer. And if you want to go back and check that out, you can. You can go on our website. This happened to me last week as well. Um, uh, pathwaychurchok.com. You can go check out the website and go back and watch last week's message. We talked on the four things that you need to have in order to have a lifestyle of prayer. Great, great message. I encourage you to go do that. But the, the overall crutch of what we talked about was the disciples were the ones who were the closest to Jesus. They saw the ministry of Jesus. They saw the lifestyle of Jesus. They saw everything about Jesus, and they came to the conclusion that there was something different about Jesus than anyone else, and that was Jesus was a person who spent a massive amount of time in prayer, praying to the Father, and they learned the secret to the ministry of Jesus. It wasn't that he was a good person. It wasn't that he uh, had this secret ability to do something. It was he saw and did what he saw the Father do, and he saw that through spending time in prayer. And so I hope that after last week's message, you got yourself to a place where you said, you know what? Prayer is a pretty important part of my life. And the question that we ended last week's service with was, what do you want your prayer life to look like? And I hope throughout this week you have been able to answer that question and follow up with that question and actually begin to spend some time praying. I can tell you this, whenever your house is a wreck, you've got two kids that are sick, a wife that's not doing the greatest, and you have other issues going on, it's hard to spend time in prayer when you have a business to run all these other things. But I told Adrienne just last night, I said, I feel spiritually the best I have felt, which makes me feel better all the way around because I have practiced what I'm I'm preaching. I told you last week, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself as well. And this week said, okay, I'm going to commit this time to prayer. I came up here, spent hours just walking, praying. It's like, ah, okay, this, this, this is good. This, this is what God wants us to be doing. And it just makes you feel better on the inside. And so whenever you begin to think about prayer and spend time in prayer, you begin to ask yourself, what was Jesus doing whenever he was spending all this time in prayer? And that's where we're going to talk about today is where we find this at is what was Jesus doing in prayer was, let's look at your notes. And it says in Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to the father who sees you in circle the word, the, the words secret place. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. What is the secret place? What does this mean? Obviously, Jesus says, uh, if you go into the secret place. So whenever Jesus would spend time in prayer, what was he doing? He was accessing what we call the secret place. 
And the secret place is, in your notes, the secret place is where God dwells. Write that down. The secret place is where God dwells. Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The power of heaven is unlocked on earth when we devote ourselves to what is known as the secret place. Most people know very little about the secret place. And if you want to know God, you've got to discover the secret place for yourself. In our secret place, that's where we meet God. In the secret place is where we begin to learn how to hear God's voice. The secret place is a place where we begin to get instruction on how to live our lives according to what God has called us to do. The secret place is a place where you have the phrase, uh, or you read in the Bible in Revelations 3, where it talks about you're no longer lukewarm, but you're hot for God. That burning desire grows on the inside of you whenever you find your secret place. The key to staying on fire for God, on staying hot for God, as Revelations 3 talks about in your notes, is learning how to find the secret place. It's not responding to an altar call on the weekend. It's not having someone pray for you and lay hands on you. And all of a sudden, you, be have, you, you become this person who's passionate, who's, who's desiring to seek the presence of God. Let me tell you about the secret place and, and, how to, and how to stay on fire for God in green ink in your notes. The key to staying hot or on fire for God is regular exposure to the secret place. If you want to keep your relationship with God at a place where you're on fire for God, you've got to have regular exposure in the secret place. God desires for every one of us in here to have fellowship with Him daily. And if we want to have access to this place, we need to understand what the secret place is. Isn't that right? Okay, you said like, all right, we're going to go to the secret place. we got to be in the secret place. But what is the secret place? How do we find the secret place? Where can I have access to this place where God's going to begin to meet me? And that's where we're going right now. Let's look in your notes. Uh, if we're going to understand the secret place, you first of all have to write this down. Understand the location of the secret place. You need to understand the location of the secret place. From what we read in Matthew 6, it says, Go into your room and shut the door. So there is a physical location. In the Old Testament, you would have uh, the tabernacle, and that would be a place in the Holy of Holies where God would dwell. That would be a physical location. Um, in uh, the... Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. The... Um, I'm not going to go down that road. Okay. Uh, if I wouldn't have just looked at the clock, I would have gone down a different direction. But okay. So the secret place is a Hebrew word, sether, which means, write this down, to hide or be concealed. The secret place means to hide or be concealed. So in the secret place, there is, write this down, number one, the physical location. And then number two, on the back of your notes, there is the spiritual location. 
This is a place of resting in the presence of God. Psalms 27 says, For in the day of trouble He will conceal me in His tabernacle. In the secret place of His tent, He will hide me. He will lift me up on the rock. What the psalmist is referring to here is not a physical location from physical enemies. He's speaking of the state of peace that God, come, that God gives you in times of trials and struggles. When it comes to understanding your secret place, there is a spiritual location that whenever we have a revelation of who God is in our lives, we begin to access this place whenever we are in the secret place of spiritual location. There is a trust factor. When you're going through a trial, when you're going through a struggle, there is a trust factor. There is a secret place you have access to because the Word of God says that you abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That is a place where is a spiritual location. Does that make sense? The other aspect is the physical location, a place you go. And this is what's referring to in Matthew 6 is the physical location. So if we're going to understand the secret place, we first of all have to understand there is a location. There's a physical location and there is a spiritual location. The second thing we need to understand is the priority of the secret place. Write that down. Number two, the priority of the secret place. Let's read this text again and see what this means. When you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Jesus gives us the key to the secret place. You want to know what it is? Shut the door. <laughs> you thought it was going to be this big revelation. The idea of the secret place is getting alone with God. Is getting yourself to a place where you don't have distractions around you. That's why Jesus said, shut the door. And whenever you shut the door to everything else the world has to offer, you will find me in that place and I will reward you when you find me in that place. We have this idea that we add God into our lives instead of making God the focal point. When in reality, the relationship should be opposite of that. Imagine whenever you get married and you you, you are a year, two, three years into your marriage and you say, hey, I'm going to go this direction and go do this today. I don't really care if you want to come with me, if you like doing what I want to do, if you want to go to this place. But hey, this is where I'm going. So if you want to do it, great, no big deal, whatever. But I don't really care if you want to come. And if you did that for the first year, the third year, the fifth year, the seventh year, how would the relationship with your spouse be? It would be terrible because you're only doing what you want to do. You're not doing what your spouse wants to do. Part of the relationship is doing what you want to do. Part of the relationship is finding out what the other person likes to do and go do that as well. Adrienne loves to go shop. Do I like to shop? No, not the way she likes to shop. But occasionally I will go with her because it's something that she enjoys. Adrienne likes to go out to dinner to restaurants and go inside. I hate going inside restaurants. Do I 
do it? Very seldom, but occasionally I will go with her and we'll go inside the restaurant. I just don't like doing that. But if I only did what I wanted to do, the relationship would not function the way that it was created to function because I only care about myself and not the other person. Are you following this? So if there is a relationship status that we need to maintain, there is our part of it, and then there is uh, the we part of this. God wants you to come to a place where you say, hey, the secret place is where I dwell. The secret place is where I want to meet you at. The secret place is a place where when you come to this place, everything else fades away. When you come to this secret place, everything about your day gets put on hold. The pile of laundry, can I get an amen? <laughs> you, you, put that, you put that on hold. The, the kids running around, screaming, beating each other up, that gets put on hold. The job gets put on hold. Everything gets put on hold when you go into the secret place. Because in this place, God dwells. In this place, God teaches you. In this place, God gives you encounters with him. In this place, you no longer stay lukewarm for God. You become on fire for God. It's in this place that changes you. But you've got to understand there is a priority of the secret place. You've got to be the one to make it a priority. You can't just do what you want to do all the time. I would love to just go play golf every day with Terrence and not worry about anything else and, and not worry about my phone that's ringing as we speak right now with customers calling and saying, hey, we want to schedule jobs. And hey, there's a job that I have to go do. I wish I didn't have to go do all that. I would love to be able to just have fun, suck air, breathe and eat and just enjoy life. But there's a priority that we must put on discovering our secret place because in this place, we become on fire for God. Our relationship with God is strengthened. Our relationship with God may even be established. The third thing we need to understand about the secret place. Write this down. Is the activity of the secret place. What are we supposed to do when we get into this place? first thing you do is you pull out your Bible and you begin to meditate on it. You begin to get into the Word of God. Because in the Word of God, God speaks to you. God gives you clarity. God gives you wisdom. God gives you direction. God gives you the ability to be sustained to deal with what you're going through for the next day. And then you start to pray. Lord, reveal yourself to me. Show yourself to me in this place. Speak to me. Open my eyes to see you, my ears to hear you, my heart to know you. You begin to press in to know God. 
in the secret place. One of the most important elements that we discover in this place is how to hear the voice of God. If you can begin to hear God's voice, you will have clarity in your calling. You'll have clarity in your direction. You'll have clarity in a multitude of things. So how do you begin to hear God's voice? This is a question as a pastor I've heard my entire life. I want to hear God's voice. Well, I'm going to teach you how to do that really easily this morning. Are you ready? In your notes, I've already said the answers. Number one, read your Bible. <laughs> Get out your Bible and read it. And you think, well, I've done that so many times and I've never heard God, I've never heard God speak to me. Let me give you some direction on how to hear God's voice when it comes to reading your Bible. Read it slow. Some of us, I do it as well, I've got a daily checklist of a Bible that I'm reading. Read three or four chapters. Boom, checked it off. That's not what I'm talking about. When you're trying to get into the secret place to hear God's voice, you open up your Bible and you read it slow. You read the first passage and you say, God, speak to me. Show me. Give me clarity. Give me revelation here. And you read the first verse. Nothing comes. You read the second verse, the third verse. Go slow. Don't, don't try to rush through it. Go slow. Be intentional about it. The fifth verse, sixth verse, maybe ninth, tenth. Then all of a sudden you read a verse and that verse comes alive to you. Something about that verse gets your mind thinking. And when you read the verse, you begin to put your name in that verse. You begin to put what you're going through in that verse. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You don't understand that's what's taking place because you think you're just reading the Bible. The Bible is alive. The Bible is a word that transforms. So when you speak it, it causes the Holy Spirit to speak to you. But what you've done is you've allowed yourself to become in tune with the Holy Spirit's guiding. Here's where we mess it up. You read a little bit. And you think you are getting a revelation about something, but you're more focused on getting the number of scriptures read than you are getting something from the scripture. So you just kind of hover over it real quickly. So instead of hovering over it real quickly, read a little bit and then say, God, show me. Nothing. Okay, I'm going to read another one. God, show me. I'm reading another one. Okay, God, show me. And then after doing that, you begin to hear God's voice inside the word. And you're thinking, I don't have a clue what the heck that guy's talking about. Try it. Just try it. Get out your Bible. Now, don't go to Genesis and, and, and read about the genealogy and thank God. <laughs> let, 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 let's go to, a, a, to Ephesians or, or something like that. Something where, where God's, you're getting built up, not just a bunch of names and begots and rules. And, but you want to go to this place that you begin to hear God's voice. And then number two takes place. You meditate on Scripture. On the verse that God is showing you, you meditate on that. Don't go so quickly over that verse. Stay on that verse. Read that verse. Apply it to your life. Apply it to what you're going through. You don't have to overcomplicate this. Take the passages of the Bible and apply them. Put your name there. Put your situation there. Speak them into your life. Galatians 6 says, Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. If you feel like you've done all that you can do and you're tired, you're weary, 
Remember, the secret place is like a, a garden. You plant the seed, and we expect it to be just flourishing the next day. But you've got to realize you're the seed. You've got to change your perspective. What's the seed doing the whole time? It's fighting for life. It's fighting for growth. It's fighting to break through the soil. It's fighting for this and it's fighting for that. Why? Because the seed knows once it goes to the fight, it begins to flourish on the other side. No longer see the secret place as a place of uh, instant gratification or instant growth. The secret place is a place that in your notes... What you are sowing today will require an entire season of growth before the results are manifested. The secret place is a place where look at what the very next thing says. Our time alone with God is where our best work is done and where God's best work is accomplished in us. The secret place is a place where God's work is accomplished in you. If you discover the secret place, you will begin to have a yearning for this place. At our previous church, we had, um, uh, a, it was a large campus, and there was one room in particular that I would be in all sorts of rooms and meetings during things all throughout the day and different services, different things we had going on, different buildings on the campus and whatnot. And whenever I would walk into this one room, instantly my spirit man began to pray. It, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to uh, turn it on per se. It would just begin. When I walked into the room, I would just start praying in the room. Why? That room was my secret place. That room was a place where I would go to meet God. Everyone knew if that room was shut, the door was locked, you better not enter it or you won't have a job the next day. That was a place that I said, this is where God dwells in my life. When I come into this place, leave me alone. I am trying to do my best to do my part to connect with God. If your secret place is in your car before work, you're missing the point of this. If your secret place is this place where you're like, hey, I'm at the ball field or I'm at wherever, I'm waiting to go inside here. No, 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 no. That, that's just your prayer time. The secret place is a place that you intentionally go to block out every distraction for the one single solitary, is that the right word, purpose is to encounter Jesus. So this week, where is my secret place? Where's that place I can go to grow in my relationship with God? Where's this place that when I go here, I go here because I need God to move in my life? Where's this place that I go? And every time I go into this one place, the Doty boys are not saying a word. Terrence isn't calling, asking for something. Where's this place where I can go? That I can grow 
with God. The secret place. If you don't have one, get one. <laughs> Find one. It can be a room in your house. There was literally, uh, you can ask Adrienne, there was a time in my life where my secret room was my closet. I took everything out of it. There was nothing in there. And I would go in there by the hours and just spend time with the Lord. And I'll be honest, I slept a lot in there too. <laughs> I would go in there and pray and I'd just fall asleep. That's okay. I'd wake up and be like, I might pray three hours today. And Adrian's like, I walked by and you were snoring. I'm like, <laughs> And what happened? The more I went into this place, the more my spirit man became developed. And the more developed he became, the more in tune with the Lord I came. I, I, I became. And the more I became in tune with the Lord, the more I wanted to be with the Lord. The more I wanted to be with the Lord, the more on fire for God I was. And the more on fire for God I was, the more I wanted to spend time with him. It was just this cycle that kept going around. But what I discovered is if I didn't have a place where I continually go, I would begin to lose my hunger and lose my fire and lose my excitement. And all of a sudden, God wasn't as such a priority to me anymore. You've got to make it a priority. Things that have value in your life, you prioritize those things. Make it a priority to spend time in the secret place. You've heard of the, um, uh, uh, John Wesley. You've heard of that name, John Wesley? His mom, John Wesley's like one of like 15 kids or something like that. His mom, uh, you can imagine back in the days of early 1900s, uh, they didn't have a house with 10 different rooms. It was a house with three rooms, and the, her secret place was in the kitchen. And they, well, that's not very secret. She would sit on a chair, and she would put an apron over her head, and her kids knew. When mom's got the apron over her head, she's meeting God. You heard the story of John Wesley. It came from a mom who found the secret place. So your secret place doesn't have to be in a church. It doesn't have to be in a, in a certain building. It, it just it needs to be in a place where you can cut out all distractions. This month, we are focusing on prayer. And um, 26 days of prayer. And I, I'm... A, I want to ask, we handed these out last week. There's something to pray every day. I don't know if you did it or not. I'm not going to ask. I can tell by your looks that it was prayed on some, on some occasion. But I'm asking you this week to find your secret place and start right here. Read your Bible and pray. Start right here. If you don't have one of these, they're on the back table when you leave. Pray to seek the Lord. God is doing something in this church. And it's going to require us to become people who pray. But not just people who say a prayer and be done. I'm talking people who have a lifestyle of saying, God, you're my priority. God, you're my focus. God, my life is centered upon you. Everything else is just there. It's an added bonus. But, but everything I am, everything I have, everything I do is because of you. But I can tell you this. If you don't find him in the secret place, you won't find him anywhere else.
you can shut the feed down, Travis. I'm going to go a different direction. How many of you want to know God intimately, personally? Yeah. Go kick on some music. I don't know if you know how to do that. Some worship music. Um, what were you, were you? Um, just start on that one, but make sure the volume's turned down a little bit because I don't want to blast everybody. I, my dad and I, as we pastor this church, I don't want a church of also rans. Does that does that make sense? You know what an also ran is? Did this get quieter? Yeah. Okay, you can turn it down just for a second. And we'll start that back over. We don't want a church of people who give lip service to God. I'm going to be real honest. I've been there. I've done that. We had 40,000 people in our church. would show up on a Sunday. 40,000 people. Well, five people shy of 40,000. My last Sunday there. And I saw a lot of people that played games. I saw a lot of people who... On Sunday morning, would be at the altar. On Monday, on Facebook, would be cussing out somebody else. And I remember watching, and I'm thinking of a specific time, I remember watching this and saying, God, if you ever give us the opportunity to start another church, I will be happy with five people who are hungry for you than 10,000 who are playing a game. I want to be a part of a church where the people have a hunger for God. Where our relationship with God is the most important part of our lives. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't go out and do these other things. But what it does mean is that everything that we're involved in, we're doing it with God on our forefront. God is on our mind. God is... we're we're abiding into Him. We've talked about the last three weeks, John 15. When you abide in Him, He abides in you. Whenever you have this relationship, you abide in what God has for you. And so often, we get ourselves to a place where Sunday morning is church in God, Monday through Saturday is family, work, business, survival. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.